0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 76 on July 7, 2021. I am Sarah and I am here with my husband Tyler. How are you?
1: Kind of scared.
0: <laughs> and now it's over.
1: Oh. Sorry. My legs are sore. I actually did exercise this weekend for the first time in a while and now it's... You're, my, paying, you're paying the price? My, my body is old. <laughs> So, what have you been up to? You've been playing. I've
0: been playing a whole bunch. Yeah. uh I got on. My family's been playing Luigi's Mansion Three. Jumped on that train. That's been fun. Me and Lucas have been working through that together. I've uh, been playing Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which is like it's made by the same people that do Assassin's Creed, except it's um it's in the Greek mythology universe, and it's fun. It's just a lot like Assassin's Creed nowadays with the open world and there's five billion things to collect and. It gets boring fast, kind of thing, so I'm working my way through that slowly. Uh I've been working my way through Mario Sunshine on stream. That's been fun. Uh making progress. Not just getting stuck on two levels like I did. Uh playing Sea of Thieves on Xbox. <laughs> that game is way more fun than it should be. And I feel like I'm still missing something after all. Oh, Mario Golf. We've been playing Mario Golf. I started the adventure mode of that. Uh, summer vacation's fun. <laughs> There's so much to do. What have you been up to?
1: Not nearly as many different game, <laughs> gameplay experiences as you. That's for sure. You know, everybody knows my usual rotation: Apex and MLB. Um, it's actually gonna be a pretty big month for for MLB content uh, on MLB The Show because obviously, so this tomorrow actually. Well, oh, sorry, by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be the day of that they're dropping the the monthly awards program that they do each month so obviously the cards from june probably like a you know player of the month cards kyle schwarber um who else had a great month i mean they've already given cards to otani and vlad you can't keep doing them over and over so they'll find some other guys give monthly cards too but i think schwarber is going to be the big one considering the crazy month he had
0: does otani keep getting hitter cards though or pitcher cards
1: Last card he got was a hitter. I mean, he's only gotten one pitcher card so far. They just keep upgrading that one.
0: Oh, because so. his last his pitching in June was not the best anyway. So
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. So if they will would probably just give him a better hitter card, I would think. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they'll just wait to give him a. I assume they're going to do some kind of an All Star. Oh
0: yeah, he'll be there.
1: All Star type cards that they usually do for the Home Run Derby. Mm-hmm. I think it's next week, the 12th or the 13th. I can't remember what day, but they're going to drop the new Team Affinity programs. So a a whole bunch of content for July for MLB, which is good, because some people have been complaining that the offline stuff has dried up a little bit. Um mean, if people play online, that stuff's still all there, all those modes. But the the offline, like if you've done all the Conquest stuff and the Showdowns, there's not much to do except play the CPU over and over. Well, so.
0: it's just like you and Apex, though. So like, you get to the end of the Battle Pass, mm-hmm. and you have, like, 20 days left, and you're like, okay, cool, yeah. I'll just do something else. Well, no, no,
1: that it's usually about just trying to beat my goals for each season, like my win totals or my okay. kill... kill.
0: But you still have you make your own goals after that. Yeah, yeah. So once you, you hit once you, once you hit the level goals. cap,
1: there's not really a point to doing the challenges. So,
0: well, at least you can level up your cards. That's something to do still.
1: Oh yeah, no, they, that it is a good incentive for him to have a new parallel program. Definitely, I haven't. Um, I mean, there's so many people online that just play the CPU over and over and over to get their <laughs> cards, which I would find mind-numbingly boring. Yeah. So
0: it's just, it's the JRPG and all of us that are right. okay sitting there listening to a podcast. I'll yeah, I'll, all right,
1: all right. I'll organically get some cards to level 5 eventually. Right now, I just have a bunch of level 3s. Mm. Um, if you but, really cared about the Blue Jays, you'd have the level 5 already. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's... I haven't played any... Well, I'm still playing Ratchet & Clank. playing through oh, that yeah, with Lucas. Yeah, yeah. We're, I think we're close to finishing that. Maybe three or four more hours to finish the story. And how's that been? Really good. I really like the variety in the... in the, in the, in the combat. Um, like, the worlds all feel pretty different. Um, some of them are like auto scrollers really? or like well not auto scrollers looking for like you're you know you're, you're riding uh you're riding a creature and it's you have to like race through a bunch of checkpoints so it's so it's races well no you're racing for time I'm everything gains anything oh okay it's more like just time-based challenges bad. well it looks pretty <laughs> <laughs> let's put it that way um, but yeah, in terms of games, that's pretty much all I got for now. On that, I was gonna say, we did watch a new movie recently,
0: we sure did.
1: Yeah, we had very different opinions yeah, on it, I think. Did. Yeah, we did because <laughs> you're such a cynic. So, <laughs> I will say this okay, so uh, the movie we're gonna talk about, I've seen it twice now in its entirety, and I will probably watch it another time because I really enjoy it. But the first time I, wa- I see, I've mentioned this before, probably, but when I watch a movie, I'm the kind of viewer that I get so absorbed in the story, mm-hmm. I don't think about loopholes and plot inconsistencies yeah. until after the movie is uh-huh. over. I just want to enjoy the experience in the moment. I don't want to miss things by overthinking. Um, whereas you are obviously very analytical in the moment. <laughs> oh, m- 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 multiple- Sarah pointed out everything
0: as the movie was going on. Multiple
1: times we watch a movie, and I have to pause. Thankfully, they are streaming it so I can pause it and answer your questions, or try to answer no, your questions. No, it's not
0: answering questions. It's me saying, this movie's wrong. It told me something five seconds ago, and it went back on it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay, I'm not saying it's the best script in the world, but uh-huh. it was an entertaining movie for having no expectations. I was, I was
0: I was, caught up in the how easy everything just fell into place, and okay. it was too simple. Well,
1: the movie we're referencing, it just came out last Friday on July 2nd. Uh, on was, Amazon Prime? On Amazon Prime, yep. It's always been an Amazon thing. Like, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was ever designed to be... A theater movie like last year and then it got Amazon bought it up or if it was always going to be an Amazon thing But I don't
0: know that budget would assume you want a theater but um, yeah
1: but also Amazon knows how many subscribers they have that'll because they don't put out a lot of original movies like big budget sure. movies like this you know yeah. what I mean It's like Netflix is a lot more of that but so anyways the we movie we're referencing is called The Tomorrow War Mm-hmm. um it's totally it's totally original script not based on like a comic or a graphic novel or any other kind of property it's the, the, that was definitely influenced by yeah the, the script is definitely influenced by a lot of other movies you'll see some definitely some um common plot uh threads I would say. threads or um ideas that are taken from other movies and just sort of sh- yeah it, it's all thrown in one big pot here to, it's <laughs> n- like yeah so the script definitely has issues especially after watching a couple of times i've come to nitpick on a couple of things but watching it in the moment if you just it's like this would be like like a lot of people would say like go watch the new fast and furious if you want to turn Mm, turn turn your your brain off off, watch a dumb movie i've heard that sentiment but also i feel like fast and furious is like way over the top whereas this one at least tries to take itself a bit seriously well you know i mean there is a serious plot to it but um, I'm not going to get into any spoilers. Cause like I said, the movie is still very new and I want everyone to enjoy it um, or at least trying to experience it once without any spoilers ahead of time. Cause I'm glad I went in blind, not knowing anything about it. Not that there's any huge twists, but just enjoying it at, in the moment mm-hmm. for what it is, I think is, is good for your first viewing, but uh, it stars Chris Pratt. And uh, the main plot of the movie is basically there's an alien invasion happening 30 years in the future. So the movie's taking place present, starts off in present day and then there's a war going on 30 years into the future. So um, people from the future of time travel back to the past to try and recruit the current population to go fight in the future war or the tomorrow war I guess as they would call it um, and uh, yeah that, that's the basic plot now where it goes from there I'm not going to spoil but I will just say a few things about the movie, about the movie I really enjoyed um,
0: Alien design
1: yeah I was going well, to get to that next I know, since you already mentioned it we'll just yeah um, yeah, the you can definitely tell. Like, this is a, according to Wikipedia, the budget for this is about two hundred million dollars, and I don't, that probably does not include any marketing either. It's probably mm-hmm. just for the actual filming. So, yeah, you can definitely tell a lot of good CGI and maybe just some practical work. I think went into um, the alien design in this movie. I'm not going to try and explain what it looks like. I'll just say. Uh, even though you've probably, if, if you're like me and you've seen like dozens of alien movies over the <laughs> years, the aliens in this one still feel and look unique enough yep. that it doesn't feel like oh they just copied such <laughs> and such movie, right? And gave it a tail, right? No, I think it's really <laughs> cool what they did, the, and uh, and yeah, like and when when the soldiers or whoever are fighting the aliens on screen, it doesn't look like they're fighting against like a green screen. No, nope. like the way they do the the aliens fighting is really really cool, and and they do show it a lot. I was kind of worried when I initially saw the trailer for this movie that Um, because the trailer didn't give away the aliens which i'm glad it didn't but i was Mm -hmm. kind of worried that it's one of those movies where it's like oh they're gonna hide the aliens till like last half hour of the movie and they play a lot of like games in the shadows and stuff like that but no like once they show the aliens like i'd say probably 45 minutes or so into the movie you see them a lot And, and up close like they they definitely are proud of their cgi work that went into it and um and and i thought the music was really good too I found it, I thought I recognized the composer's name. I was when the credits were rolling the other day, and I realized he's the same composer who did um, uh, the Last Mission Impossible film, which I really okay. liked. I thought the score was the score was very like loud and kind of over the top, but there were some moments, especially like the very first time they revealed the aliens. but I really appreciated about that scene, besides how terrifying the aliens looked and how vicious they attacked, was that that scene didn't have any music. Mm. It was just everybody yelling and running around and shooting at the aliens, and it felt very chaotic, yes. uh in a good way. Um, there is some moments of of comic relief in the movie not as much from chris pratt as you would probably expect if you knew his background mm-hmm. but there's another character in the movie his name's charlie and he he is another actor who's been in a few comedies and he has some really good um, lines in this movie some good comedic relief at the right times um, oh yeah he was good yeah the other the other main actor or there's a couple of main actors in the movie but the other one who has a lot of screen time is uh i think it's pronounced yvonne strahovsky but oh. i butchering the last name but she she was the like the blonde woman in the film yeah. you know what i'm talking about and um she most people probably know her from she's done a bunch of tv shows and a few movie roles but she i think her biggest role was that tv show chuck you remember that one no i heard that was really good uh, that was like one of her biggest roles probably and, is that um, recent no like it, well it ran i think from like oh six to 2012 or something okay. like that it was a while ago but well you know, what, you know what else she did you would know she was she was a um, miranda in mass effect the voice actor, Oh,
0: that's right. funny. Okay, um, she, so she was modeled. That's yeah, what Miranda was modeled yeah, after exactly. Interesting. She was also
1: in. Oh, she was also in the last season of Twenty Four. I remember that. Really? Yeah. She was like Jack Bauer's ally, which is cool. But yeah, she's really good in the movie. Like I said, I hadn't seen her in a lot of stuff before, but I thought she hit she hit the emotional beats really well in the film when mm-hmm. she had to when she had to carry it. Chris Pratt's acting was fine. I've always liked him in like you know like Guardians films and when he does Parks and Recreation stuff like that. Um, yeah, he actually I mean he held pretty well in, the, in an action role though I yeah. thought too like the. The way he did the handled the guns and everything felt pretty practical and not like like he probably went through some kind of firearms training, sort of like what a you know Keanu Reeves or Tom Cruise would do for a role, right? But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I just I don't know. I really I I thought like I said the first time I watched it, absolutely loved it. Second time I watched it, so if I was gonna say on my first viewing, I'll give it like a nine and a half out of ten. Second viewing, maybe eight and a half. Because I watched it with you. Well, you did ruin a couple of things, (laughs) but but no, I did notice a couple of my own. Small issues, but and one of my biggest—I I did mention to you after we watched the movie—is that I felt like the third act was really rushed,
0: mm. like the last
1: half hour or so of the well, film. Well, that's
0: yeah, because it just everything falls into place, like oh yeah, boom, boom,
1: boom. Yeah. Of course, the ending would be this way. So the runtime is about two hours and twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and once the movie gets like an hour forty-five point, you feel like there's like kind of like a logical way to end. Yeah, the movie, I was like, okay, but this it just movie's keeps, done. Keeps going, <laughs> and I actually read that the director decided to actually rewrite the whole third act or him and, the, him and the screenwriter. They're different people, but they decided to rewrite the third act because originally the ending they wanted was really bleak and depressing. Oh. And they wanted, and eventually after thinking about it, they're like, oh, we should make it a bit more hopeful and optimistic for the ending. So that's why they went the route they did. I
0: didn't have a problem with the ending. It's just the way it, it could have, I would have rather no, right. a miniseries.
1: Yeah. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of um, coincidences and things yes. that really fall into place in the yeah. last half hour of the film just because they're trying to get the plot to that yeah. point, which I understand. That's I, why understand.
0: I think a miniseries would have been much better like eight eight
1: episodes i don't know I, you know what I'm, I'm i'm kind of getting tired of that argument i hear a uh-uh. lot of people that say that oh this movie would have been better off like it's miniseries i don't because every miniseries like the marvel ones for example right now i've enjoyed all the marvel stuff so far yes like um wandavision the, oh, yeah, what, like, loki um, well the, falcon that? falcon and the winter soldier now loki so far but i find the problem with, in marvel ones are only like usually six eight episodes each but all those miniseries have at least two episodes that are just filler
0: uh, but we just watched Clark's in eight episodes, and did you think any of those were filler?
1: No, but that was well first off, if you're talking about something that's real, it's almost like a biography. We're not talking about drama, like a fictional thing here. <laughs> I so, guess. But I don't I don't know. I feel like I feel like every mini nowadays that's like where the episode's are like forty five, five fifty minutes long. There's at least one or two episodes that are just plain filler that just totally kill in the pacing midway through the Oh yeah. I know series. those
0: and when in Grey's anatomy when you have one <laughs> episode based on one character. And it literally just callbacks the whole bloody episode. Those are terrible. Those are week, week, weeks wasted. Mm-hmm. So
1: angry. Anyway, I don't I don't intend to spend too much more time on this. Like, I do want to do like kind of like a, a more in-depth spoiler about this in like a month or so maybe. We'll go back and, and revisit it once people have a chance to watch it. But I will say, yeah, if you, if you have any Amazon on Prime subscription and you don't really have, you know, you're just kind of like channel surfing on there looking for something to watch. I mean, you probably have already seen this advertised on there because I'm pretty sure it was hard to it's miss. TV
0: ads too. Yeah,
1: for the last weekend they've been advertising it pretty yeah. hard, so... But yeah, if you have any doubts, I would say go in and watch it. I think, honestly, the first hour really hooks you in. Yeah. Like, it moves. The pacing is really good. And you're really, invested in, in the way they, the the, like I said, once you, once, I think, yeah, if you're, I'd say if you're a little, I'm um, not bored, but if you're if you're not, <laughs> if, if, it has, if it hasn't hooked you in the first, like, half hour or so, at least wait till the first alien encounter. And if, at that point, if you're not on board, then you can, you're not going to like the rest of the movie. But I think once the action kicks in, you really enjoy it. If, if it's just, just don't like, pay attention to the story. Well, again, I don't think the plot's terrible. Like, no, yes, the plot's the, not the, bad. no, it's not. Like, it's not trying to be super deep or anything. Yeah, there's some logical gaps in there and like things that could be done differently. But again, I don't think this is intended to be you know like some masterpiece or winning. It's just there for most of these. Like, so, when you see the when I first saw the trailer, I thought, it'd be okay, this might be like some dumb. Not like a B movie, but like an A minus movie, where it just gets dumped on you. <laughs> you know, like where the budget's good, but it's just kind of like something you would throw on a streaming service for a couple hours of wasting time. But I actually think this is a really good film, like on its own. Like it's not going to be, like I said, award winning, or it might not even be. People might not remember by the end of the year when all the other stuff starts coming out. Yeah. But for now, for the summer, I think it's a really good film.
0: Black Widow is coming soon. It's,
1: already, uh, it's out this week, oh, this okay. Friday. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews on that one as well. Mm. So we'll get into that maybe next week. Uh, but anyways, want to talk about the main topic then? I have you a, go right ahead. I have a gaming topic to talk about okay, today. Okay, well, you haven't told me what it is. I haven't. I <laughs> it's <I'm looking laughs> organic answers out of you.
0: Oh, man. You don't know. You know I don't like organic. <laughs> <laughs> I like organic food. not our answers,
1: though. So we kind of talked about this a few days ago when we were just talking about other gaming-related stuff we were reading about online, and it got me thinking. So let's just look back one generation. Let's talk about... PlayStation, yes. PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360. So, I'm like one
0: generation—that's two generations now, my friend.
1: Sorry, two generations. Yes. Okay. I keep forgetting where we are. <laughs> let's go back two generations: to PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. Um, I know, obviously, the Wii was also in that period. I don't really talking about the Wii in this context. Um. we? But uh, what I want to talk about is just how. So let's just yeah. So let's just say over the last fifteen years or so, how mm-hmm. how the gaming landscape for Sony and Microsoft has changed a lot, Interesting. and what I want to focus on to start off with the discussion anyway is the way that their their online subscriptions have worked and how that oh. has snowballed into what we now know as Game Pass on Xbox and PlayStation having... PlayStation Now. Yeah, I guess is their equivalent. But so obviously, okay, so for those that don't know or maybe didn't have, if you somehow skipped the PS3 and 360 generation of consoles, then at the time, you know, each system had their own way of trying to entice people to pay for a monthly...
0: Mm-mm already wrong playstation didn't start charging to playstation 4
1: fine then use play as four as an example <laughs> this.
0: playstation uh, online was free xbox was the only one that charged you 59.99 Canadian per year mm-hmm. and that was with no free games that was just with a uh, higher priority online matchmaking services than playstation had and then playstation got hacked and then that kind of snowballed into them needing higher security and uh, needing to hire people and that's when playstation played plus and then they had to give away vita games on that service and stuff too but yeah it wasn't it didn't start with playstation
1: 3 no my point i was trying to make before you interrupted me was xbox 360 (laughs) started out with games with gold that was they were the first ones to give away games right as part of their
0: no playstation plus was first how was it first xbox was first no
1: Xbox didn't do it first. I'm no. sure about that. I'm almost positive. Yeah, you want me to look it up?
0: Yep, you will. You're wrong. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for the answers. Oh, he's signed, which means I'm right.
1: So pretty much for the whole 360 gen, they weren't giving any. No, away.
0: nothing was free. It was literally just for paying not for not online.
1: Free? I'm talking about part of their online no. subscription though. Mm-mm. It wasn't. Mm-mm. Why do I feel like 360 did? Like
0: it had some free games, like Bejeweled, but oh, it was yeah, Microsoft
1: yeah. owned. Okay, so this it, it started for for PlayStation for the PS3. It started in 2010.
0: Is right. Is when
1: they started. Um, they would, after they
0: were hacked and yeah. stuff like that.
1: So what they would do is every month they would have certain titles that, um, as long as you were
0: subscribed monthly,
1: subscribe to them to PlayStation well, Plus. Know. Then yeah, you would get these games.
0: Not to keep forever. Right. But just as long as you're subscribed, you can mm-hmm. play them.
1: And then it wasn't until 2013 when, at E3 actually when Xbox revealed their program equivalent, which was what they called Games with Gold. Yes. Same concept. You pay the online subscrip, pay the monthly subscription um for
0: and the xbox one was already out at that
1: point uh then about well, the year after 2014 no 2014 no no want to that too <laughs> so sarah's right so the uh it was announced that it would have been i guess june of 2013 and xbox announced their strategy their games with gold program and then it was october of 2013 when the xbox one right. came out so they got what they got a one-year head start on the ps4 was it
0: you just said, oh. Like,
1: PS4 didn't come out till 2014, I mean, right? No. What? They didn't come out the same year.
0: I think they did. I don't think they did. Xbox 360 came out a year before PS3. Xbox 360 came out in 2005. PS3 came out in 2006. Yeah, that I remember. I don't think it was staggered um, for this ge- last generation.
1: Okay, there we go. November 2013. So they had a month. They had a month head start. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. They both came out the same fall.
0: But by that point, PlayStation was giving away PlayStation 3 games and Vita games if you own both their systems.
1: How many people owned a Vita?
0: I did. Yeah,
1: you. I'm sure out of all of our listeners, I'd be very curious to know how many other people owned a Vita. Vita
0: means life, <laughs> and everybody needs life, so everybody uh-huh. needs a
1: Vita. Didn't. They, didn't stand, they didn't stand that philosophy, did they? How long to it, it has Uncharted
0: for it? and Call mm-hmm. of Duty. Everybody needs it.
1: Those were, and those were all terrible games for the Vita. I mean, everybody knows what the Vita was. It was an RPG system. It wasn't meant for those games.
0: And it was great at it. <laughs> And now all those great games are coming to PS4 and...
1: You yeah, do think Microsoft will ever make a handheld, eh?
0: Why bother? They have a computer system. PlayStation doesn't have that.
1: Yeah, I guess because so they have all the PC <laughs> yeah games of gold on there too, right? So, so, yeah. So when did Xbox start doing the Game Pass thing? Was that like two years ago?
0: Uh, I think it might have been before that even. Because it used to be console exclusive first. Mm-hmm. And then a year or so later it became PC also. But then obviously the subscription price changes, so it went up by like 50%, I think. So you can get both of them. And then it went up another 50% after that, because then you get online thrown in, and it's called Ultimate. But it's not even comparable at this point between PlayStation and Xbox.
1: Well, I'd say Xbox is doing obviously a much better job at getting the newer stuff, like on day one right
0: well they have bought up so many studios recently like they mm-hmm. can put all their own stuff like the new halo is going to be there new Forza yep. is going to be there and now any bethesda game will be there so the next skyrim will be there The next fallout will be there the next the starfield will be there they like, end any of their backlog they are slowly but surely putting all of their old games that were available on 360 and xbox one so you pay the subscription fee every month and you can play as much as you want of those games not the ultimate editions, mind you, but yeah.
1: Well, like I said, I mean, yeah, Bethesda was a, was a huge get for Microsoft, huge acquisition. But I mean, the first ones you mentioned, like Halo and Forza, I mean, those have been those have been day ones for how long now? How many times have they been?
0: Uh, the last time a Halo came out.
1: Well, not Halo but Forza then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Forza, I don't believe it was right away on the Xbox One. Horizon, the last two were three. I think the event, they eventually are now.
1: Well, they were on day one.
0: They don't believe they were day one though. Hmm i don't know because you bought the ultimate editions yeah but even stuff like mlb 21 the show your game of the generation isn't free on there i still
1: say that xbox ruined it this year i think it would have been so much better this year if it stayed on sony i think xbox has ruined it but
0: i'm still very curious (laughs) about the numbers how many people played it on there did it sell as well as they hoped on Xbox?
1: Like, how many people actually bought it on Xbox as opposed or to Game Pass? Or played on Game Pass. Well, no, I'm sure a lot of people played on Game Pass. but so I still do. I wonder how many people actually bought it on Xbox. I don't think that matters.
0: They want your subscription. Like, because Game Pass is awesome, and the first month, or sometimes even three, you can get a deal, you pay $1 per month. Mm-hmm. So who's not going to pay $3 to play three months of MOB 21? Like, that's a killer deal. Or you pay the $80 plus tax in canada bucks yeah
1: but again like every other subscription service out there once people forget to non-renew after those few months they, they don't
0: they need your credit card to sign up
1: yeah to sign up exactly so but you, you sign up with a credit card and then you forget to non-renew in three months and you just keep paying 20 oh, bucks yeah, a month that's how they get you though yeah, that's how every subscription service yes, gets you nowadays. exactly yeah.
0: so they know what they're doing
1: right but yep. what it came up the other day we were talking about was there was a Forum we were reading online, and someone was saying how they're really hoping that a certain game that just came out recently was going to be on Game Pass day one. And when it wasn't, the person obviously got disappointed, and they decided, well, then they thought, oh, maybe I'll just go out and buy the game myself for eighty dollars mm-hmm. or seventy American, whatever it was. And they're like, no, nah, I'm just going to wait for it to come on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And that's the mentality that's and PlayStation players are guilty of the same thing. There's been a lot of times in the past where. Uh, for the
0: PS4 generation yeah
1: for the PS4 generation where a game would come out and people would be like yeah I could spend the 70 or 80 bucks on it right now or I could wait a year or two cross my fingers and hope it comes to PlayStation Plus for free
0: yeah but then it makes people like me pissed off that my <laughs> games that I have bought are now on game or on um, PlayStation Plus but then it recently made people angry about the Final Fantasy 7 remake that was a Plus game but that version of the game is special and can't be upgraded with the DLC. Like, what a silly decision. Well,
1: the thing I always got about that mentality too is I looked at it one of two ways. Like, yeah, let's say like, you know, a new Call of Duty game came out and you're like, yeah, I could wait two, three years for mm-hmm. it to come on PlayStation Plus like it has been doing for the last few years. But, um... And you're like, yeah, I could wait. And it's okay. So there's one too to look at it. Yeah, you, you could you could just go buy it day one, play it for a few months. Like if, you're, if you're saying you bought a physical version, you play it for two or three months and trade it in or sell it somewhere else, plug it half your money back. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you could play it and if you like it, you could play the heck out of it for a year or so, put it on your shelf and then whatever. But the point is, once it, you wait those two to three years down the road, I mean, it depends on the type of game. And if we're talking about a game that has an active online service, then I think, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice by waiting... Because you're missing out on the huge initial boon of players, and I know what you're saying people are going to come back and play it anyways because it'll be like when yeah. when was it this month when it's supposed to be Call of oh, Duty: Block Ops yes. Four is coming out. For <laughs> then the PS4? we realize
0: why that's a problem. Well, but, it's online only. Yeah, <laughs> like are they going like, to have
1: campaign? But <laughs> why not go to Warzone? Right, but
0: I I disagree though because there wasn't PlayStation Five. Unlike Xbox, Xbox has had even with the Xbox Series X and S whatever. They have had new games come out to their systems and upgraded, like still day one, where PlayStation 5 has not done that yet. They have not given any of their first-party games away for free, and they usually pick the like the B-tier games, I would say, for their free PlayStation 5 games, mm-hmm. which has been poopy. But even the ones that have launched on day one, like Destruction All-Stars, is that what it was called? Yeah. Even that died after a week, uh, and it was free.
1: Yeah, well, again, I don't think that was a particularly good game. Like the game, but it had
0: enough coverage. That no, no, people,
1: they marketed it. And people probably played it for a good month or so, but then they got bored of it. So I don't think... I don't think they you get,
0: could not find a match after week one. Well, And that was brand I new. I think that was
1: more of a server issue than anything. I have to imagine there was a decent population. People still play
0: MMOB, but oh, that's a server issue.
1: <laughs> it is a server issue. Because <laughs> of Xbox players, that's why. <laughs> but, um, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, PlayStation obviously has not had as much luck in that.
0: It's not luck. They just choose. They They have put out interviews that said why we don't have to put out our games people will buy them anyway yeah, i agree
1: why would they microsoft because had, xbox my, microsoft did they were desperate
0: but look at the look at the positive image they have now because of it people love game pass like and what makes game pass even better is that i have an xbox and i can play with people with who also have game pass on their pcs so every friday i stream with two people playing pc and i'm playing xbox seamlessly works between us no problem i can't do a playstation PlayStation locks people out. Play on your own system with PlayStation people. Yeah,
1: PlayStation never, PlayStation is never going to have that kind of cross-play interface with with Xbox and PC. They'll never do. They're, they're their own company.
0: Yes, but they did it for other things. Apex, you can play with them now. MLB, you can play with them now.
1: Okay. Well, the Apex thing is, it's that's more of an EA thing that you can cause like Titanfall would be the same way and uh, Battlefield, right? Yeah, Yeah, like it's happening,
0: but it's not nearly as seamless. Like you have to make your own accounts to do those things. Where on Xbox, I'm just like, oh, hey, my PC friend is online. Let's play Sea of Thieves with them. Done. I don't have to think twice about it. Um, It's just so much like the value. What would you rather pay? $10 a month for Plus to get your one free PS5 game, one free PS4 game that's probably five years old at this point. Um, Or would you rather have a whole library of games? We haven't even talked about PlayStation now.
1: Yeah, we don't need to. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. But no, I would, okay. I, yeah, I would say at this point, if you were subscribed to PlayStation Plus just to try and get the free games every month, I don't think it's a good deal. I think the only reason you should be playing paying for PlayStation Plus is if you needed to play it online.
0: Yes, That's, which they realized that in PS, PS4 era.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't have any faith that they're ever going to really expand their PlayStation Now program to be similar to what Game Pass is.
0: Yeah, PlayStation Now is... It's kind of what Game Pass is. You do have, like, Game Pass is a library of 150 games, about.
1: But isn't the one thing PlayStation Now did within the last year or so, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that was better than what was... The way, when PlayStation Now originally got implemented back in the PS4 era, right? It
0: was like years ago, yeah. Yeah,
1: but you had to... Didn't you have to download the games? No. You you had to
0: stream them was the problem. Sorry, I I had it backwards. Yeah, you had to stream them, which is
1: obviously an issue for many reasons. If you had data cap or just in terms of the... What the type of game you're playing? If you're yep. trying to stream like an like a racing fighting game. game, shooting
0: game, fighting game, yeah. impossible, input, and you could input not input use, yeah. you could also not use DLC if you bought that separately. Right. So it was just a cluster. Yeah, I think it like, was a
1: couple years ago they did implement the option that you could actually finally download. Yes. Them. Yeah.
0: But it's too little, too late. They don't have enough on there.
1: No.
0: Um, they do have like some PS3 games that I'm like. Oh yeah, like I remember that, but I already own it still. <laughs> like, I it's nothing that's gonna make me pay for the service to download it. Like, I see the the new games coming out every month, and it's just like, no, it's okay. So
1: maybe you you have more you have a bit more experience with the Game Pass stuff than I do. Maybe you can attest to whether this is true or not. But I always found the pain I I always had with the PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now subscriptions the way they worked is that it was always kind of like yeah they usually had a separate menu or folder where you keep track of all the stuff you could play like the stuff that was that you would either download it or add it to your library on PlayStation. But it was not It was hard to... It wasn't Initially, I think they've changed it now, but it wasn't easy to filter through all of that stuff. I mean, you remember back in the PS3 days trying to find something in your... In your oh, it's awful. Activity. You have to go
0: literally through your whole list of everything you've yeah. ever downloaded in your lifetime.
1: I assume Game Pass has a thing maybe where you can like if there's certain games you've either played or want to play on there, can you like bookmark it or put it on a list on your account so you can kind of just... I
0: don't think so. You no? Know? I don't think so. Well, I I just literally add it to my queue mm-hmm. and be like, okay, well, if it fits, it doesn't. But if it does, then that's great. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, and but even I ran into the problem recently was... It's a problem on PlayStation. I have no space on my hard drive whatsoever. Mm. And then I have to guess how much space I need. So I'll go through every game I have downloaded on there, delete it, hope it was big enough, and then I'll go back and try re redownload it, and it won't work. I have to go down and delete something else. Or on Xbox now, they go to a menu, and they're like, hey, you need this much space. These games are this much space. You want to get rid of these? And if I say, like, yes, okay, they're gone. If I say no, it's like, okay. Here are the sizes of the games that you do have on there. What would you like to get rid of? Like it tells you, and then it will give you a prompt on when you've deleted it enough. What, why isn't that everywhere? That's a side tangent. I'm sorry, but <laughs> like if you're downloading all these games every month that you're getting for free, you're gonna run out of space, and it's not fun to play like
1: storage Tetris. Yeah, but again, you don't need to download them all. Isn't that? That's the nice thing about PlayStation. You can just click on the thing and say, "Add it to my library," and worry about it later. You don't have to download it. Yeah, the but moment.
0: the thing is, I don't know if I've ever like gone to a PlayStation Plus game. What do you mean? When have I ever went and played a PlayStation Plus game?
1: Like right away? When it came out? Or, or ever? ever? You've never gone to your library and played a game from Plus?
0: I don't think I have. Like maybe if I, if I have, it's going to be less than a handful. Like I am honestly.
1: Well, it's kind of like, I guess, because the kind of games you play aren't usually the ones that go on Plus. Like RPGs. And- well,
0: yeah, that's a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I'd rather keep my, my Game Pass Ultimate subscription. I get online, I get free games, and I pay $15 a month rather than playing $10 for PlayStation now, $10 for PlayStation Plus every month.
1: I mean, we probably, I probably talked about this before, but the one thing that always threw me off about Xbox, too, and this is going back to the Xbox um xbox one generation as well as the, the ui was always terrible oh it still the is menus, i hate yeah. the
0: ui on the xbox so much like i got a friend request the other day heck if i can find how to how to add them but i did i sent one back because i could not figure out how to accept it <laughs> i didn't press the button at the right time and it was gone forever and in the ether and i was like i'll just send you one instead <laughs> mm-hmm. oh it's so bad yes
1: yeah, so like i said i just i don't know i think and again i don't know how much of this changed last year with you know the whole covid pandemic and obviously a lot of games got delayed and a lot of things obviously Mm. people were just uh, people were using game pass and stuff online to try stuff out but yeah i feel like if this i just wonder if this is going to be the new norm for the next few years people just hoping that stuff is going to be like i don't see i don't think a lot of people i don't think a lot of people are going to be buying physical games day one anymore like it's not like collector's edition well no i think
0: that covid definitely changed that because people couldn't go to stores what do you do you just download it oh look i don't even at 12 o'clock it unlocks i'm done every it's all there
1: yeah and having having something like mlb 21 or they did this with 20 as well but like where you can basically pre-download yes. it a few days before and then once you then like you said once it launches you're good to go whereas yeah. if you bought the physical game you still have to install it update it yep. so, yeah so now the digital it's format so, does have some advantages yeah it for is sure. the future
0: for sure yeah. um but just you need hard drive space <laughs> yeah because games are not getting any smaller no <laughs> all right
1: well that I had some more points to make, but you I let you talk because you seem pretty passionate about some of your Xbox. I didn't realize you're so passionate about Game Pass, so now I know. It
0: just has so much stuff I remember on there, like all the rare stuff too, like Viva Pinata. I can go back and play no, Viva I, Pinata. I,
1: they've definitely done a great job last couple the of years of supporting it. Like,
0: I I wouldn't be so passionate about it if Xbox didn't buy Bethesda. Because now I, it's going to be like, will the next Fallout not be on PlayStation? i They haven't announced it yet. They haven't announced that fact yet. Will the next Skyrim... Not but, be optimized. But this is
1: also kind of your own problem because I know how much, for whatever reason, why you value trophies more than achievements. I know.
0: It's a big problem.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it used to be the opposite. You used to like achievements more. Well, that's because
0: yeah. uh, I the, I didn't get a PS3 first. I got a 360 right. first because that generation, 360 came out of the gate. Awesome. Mm. And then PS3 turned it around a few years later.
1: What turned PS3 around for you compared to Xbox? I
0: started getting RPGs. Mm. The, like the Japanese, uh, just the game makers took way too long to flip over to a new system um so it was just so like my favorite game series persona didn't have a ps3 release at all they were so late to the party they're just like we'll just put it on ps4 next and put a ps3 version beside it to be like we made it we did it we made, we made a ps3 game but it, yeah it was just too late to the party for me and they started changing a lot of their things around like, it was just so bloody expensive at launch it was impossible to buy a ps3 anyways but but yeah, I don't know. This is a very apparently a passionate topic for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we don't need to get to hear your voice that much the last couple of weeks. You're not going to hear it much by next week either. So. Or the week
0: after. Or the week after. Well, you don't know that. You don't know
1: what the other topics are yet.
0: Well, you told me the 2007 movies, and I usually scoffed
1: at them, so. what's well, the next week's is. I know. But you'll sell some input. We'll see. Okay.
0: Unless you told me another bad movie. It hey, ba- wasn't <laughs> a bad movie.
1: What are you being mean for?
0: I'm not being mean. Jeez.
1: Anyways, you can do the email show in a second. Well, I, well, do it first, then I'll pose the question.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wait, you can't pose the question. You have to pose the question first.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so if you if you have any opinions, <laughs> your first time. I know, right? If you have any opinions on what we discussed. Um, today about the difference you know between playstation and xbox specifically the uh, playstation plus and game pass arguments i'd love to hear your feedback whether i want to know how many of you out there have one or are currently subscribed to one or either of those services or are you subscribed to both even and why do you and how do you really justify paying for both you know or do you vet, do you favor one more than the other you know what sarah thinks obviously mm. um yeah i'd love to hear your thoughts on that and uh and also if you want to drop us an email next week if you happen to watch Tomorrow, War, the movie that we discussed today. I'd also love to hear your thoughts on that. So, the email is
0: <laughs> when opposites react at gmail.com.
1: Well, uh, as always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. I hope you liked the episode tonight. And we will be back. We, we will be back same time next week. Of Bye.